All right. Thanks everyone to the Rank and Prosper podcast. Today, we're going to do an insurance company just for fun, because I've been doing SEO work for a, a local insurance company. I thought it'd be fun. A little bit of background about myself. Obviously, I've been in IT for about 22 years. And so my IT, my background is heavy. Deepening into that is a digital marketing background. Probably about 15 years ago, I walked into a mattress uh, retail store and they were having some problems with their point of sale software. I went behind the desk and helped the guy and he was kind enough to introduce me to the to the owners. They, over the last few years, I helped them to build their point of sale software and their website and then, their, of course, their e-commerce platform. From there, expanded into a, basically worked with the different owners in that organization on a mattress company, which we took off called God Asleep. Was able to rank them, the God Asleep brand, into, to around 40,000 visitors per month. And then from there, extended into the, really the digital marketing area. And I started doing consulting and contracting and then quickly started up an agency doing the, just that name, guru SEO services.com, which is a digital marketing agency. So the point of this podcast really is to share lessons learned, share a bit of information on how to rank your website. And one of the ways that I thought would be fun is to do teardowns. Without further ado, we're going to jump into the teardown. Um, certainly in the chat, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to uh, take any questions that you have with regard to the processes that we use in Guru and more broadly, SEO tips. Yeah, we kicked off the meetup. So if you look up Ranking Prosper on meetup.com, you can join our, our meetups. I'm hoping to schedule these every couple of weeks, every month, depending on capacity. And look forward to the conversation. So first off, I, I've just cherry picked this one because it was uh, a website that came up, which I thought was, was interesting. And I would add to that our website is uh, rankandprosper.com. So if you're interested in updates, uh, certainly check it out. Um, so we're going to delve into the the presentation here. So we've got obviously. Uh, the titaninsured.com. So I was doing some analysis here with a, a specific company that I work with. And I thought this one, anyway, you'll see where I'm going. So we were checking out the site at a macro, a macro level. You can see it's got some really interesting elements on it. Not the best of which is these really cool interactive UI, you can see basically that you can actually zoom into each of the different hotspots on a, on a profile, which is really interesting technology. They've got a nice little call to action asking for a quote. They've got the call to action at the top here, the UI of each of the different screens and the interactive graphs, I thought was really an interesting function. So from an SEO perspective, certainly you can see starting with the landing page that it's really important. The purpose of the landing page is to target the name and the brand of the website and the company. In this case, Titan Insurance, which they've done. Meta description, of course, is as Titan Insurance. The, from a header perspective, let's take a look. So they're missing the target search phrase, which is the brand in the H1, which is a key thing. And one initial observation would certainly be to throw Titan Insurance in the H1. And then as you flow down, 
the primary page here doesn't have enough content. And so you can see from a header perspective, they need more headers to actually tell Google what this site is about. Right now, they've only got three headers, an H1, an H2, and an H3. Fortunately, the headers are structured properly. They've got the H1 first, then the H2, and then the H3. So I'll give them kudos for that, but certainly three headers is not enough to tell uh, of content to actually tell Google what your site's about. In flowing down, you've got the call to action at the very top, which I like. A little bit of information to allow people to quickly navigate, which I also like. Then the trust badges, you can see here, they've got a few trust badges, which is generally speaking, oh, sorry, this isn't the trust badges. These are just the sections on the web, the carriers or the insurance insurers that they actually offer, which is interesting. Not a bad tactic, but if certainly from an SEO perspective, I'm sure people are searching progressive insurance a lot. And there'd be opportunity to actually create a progressive insurance page on the site. Next up is a quick little, I'm not really sure what these buttons do. Oh, sorry. That's for navigation on the, on the insurers. Then we delve into the actual, this little quote. I think it'd be more valuable to actually put a quote or some type of referral from one of their clients and feature that about now learning about us, a little bit of an about us uh, capability, which is great. I certainly would probably push the, uh, the Boston agency up. Certainly if the intent is to target people that are in Boston, you want that to be super obvious. And I think right now, since it's not bolded and this two locations is a great trust factor too. I think if I was them, I'd probably move up the Boston based agency and two locations up, potentially moving the sentence in below. Trying to delve out a little bit of team information, which is always valuable. I'm not sure that the, that this is great from a conversion rate optimization perspective though, because it doesn't provide a lot of context. How big is the team? They've got two offices. Maybe they could state something like 20, you know, 20 people work for us. The solution, let's just take a look here. So we've got obviously the personal insurance, which seems to be their number one targeted market, which is surprising because generally speaking, insurance companies, their primary target is business insurance, not personal insurance, but let's just keep on going here. So they've got pages for each of the different categories here, which is good. They've got their site hierarchy structured. You can see. The, this is a slash personal insurance slash home insurance and so on and so forth. The see all is interesting. Okay. So they do have a few more services in addition to the ones that are listed. In fact, they have many different structured pages, uh, which has me certainly thinking that some of this content may be automatically generated, but let's keep going. That's a, a, a segue. Business insurance, <clears throat> certainly I think they've got the primary ones that I can think of, which is good. Insurance by ind industry, excuse me, a really good tactic to target. And at least it gives people a bit of a sense that if they're a contractor, here's all the different services that are actually aligned to a, an industry or location. Now, certainly, like I mentioned earlier, having these reviews up at the front would be great because, and secondly, 
having a little bit of context, right? You're five out of five, but where's the data that actually proves that? Let's just take a look at this review page and see if they're actually dynamically grabbing the reviews. So they've got a couple cherry picked reviews, which is great, but there are tools that allow you to actually dynamically grab the, the Google reviews. So that, I would definitely suggest that. And that way it looks a little bit more authentic or, or real. Almost all the review tools that are available for WordPress, which certain the site is, you can actually filter based on five stars. So you would still be showing people really good stars, but at least then it would be real and dynamic. Judging from these reviews, I think these are similar to what I remember Joseph and, and Brian and Heather actually being noted. I always recommend having first and last names in when you're noting reviews, because having Brian B is a little bit vague, doesn't instill the confidence that you want in your, con your customers when you're really looking to convert from a policy perspective, uh, you know, I think the client login is great, but one would expect that to be actually higher up. I, I would probably put the client login at the top and that way it, it instills in the, the person in the audience that you're very client centric. Now, judging into all of these different options, which is great. I think that's not bad. Now we're delving into the interactive graphic, which I love. I just think this is a really cool feature and frankly, fairly easy in WordPress or whatever platform that you're using. I've seen it in Shopify as well, but yeah, we've done something similar to that. Here's all the list of the different infographics, which is good. Lastly, I, a contact us form. What I'm miss, I'm looking for, which I don't see. And in fact, they don't have is the mailing list. So a lot of different companies are people that are interested in companies are interested in, maybe they don't want to contact, but they want to find a little bit more information about the site. And so their, uh, a mailing list might be an opportunity to, uh, to increase that conversion rate optimization by doing an email marketing, uh, capability, whether it's MailChimp or MailerLite or uh, some other platform such as the one that we use most commonly for for Shopify and for WooCommerce is Klaviyo. I'm definitely a big fan of their solution because they've got not just email notification, but texting as well. And so you can work through abandoned card notifications and all the other key things that, that really do help convert need. I can definitely attest to the fact that they actually do work. So here we do, here we go. We're talking about the two different offices. They, at the top, when they talked about the team, they spoke to Boston, and I think they were missing the J Jamaica plane. I think it'd be good to actually mention that and actually show the, that it makes sense to, uh, if you're in Jamaica plane to actually contact them. And then when we're looking at the social profiles, I'm certainly there's uh, an argument that can be said for making sure that when person's on a landing page, that you push them to the conversion, which in this case is the request to quote, um, I do think that the social platform platforms right here have been marginalized and are missing some. If you're a, if you're a current insurance company and it might make sense to have a TikTok profile and a, uh, almost all of these platforms these days, we do quite a bit of social mar marketing in Guru and, uh, and yeah, one of our, one of the tools that we landed on is called Loomly. 
And Lindley does push all posts to, to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google business profile, which is really significant when you start talking about, um, all of the different platforms that are out there and making sure that your messaging is actually pushed. When someone searches for your local business on Google business profile, having those posts actually shows up in alongside your name, right below the address information on the right on Google business profile, you'll see these posts. And so having a tool, social media tool that actually posts directly to your Google business profile is ex extremely important in my mind, not just for social proofing, but secondly, for making sure that you can rank because the ranking actually comes a lot from having current news. So as we're flowing through, I can see that this uh, Forge 3 company um, ended up developing this website, which we'll come to a little bit later. So now when I'm going through all the different options, I'm just going to pick on the, uh, the auto one. And let's just take a look at that site. Now from a, let's just check the uh, SEO. So you can see that there, the header is optimized, which is great. We've got the meta description. It's got clearly auto insurance in it, which is wonderful. Excuse me. Let's check the uh, headers. Headers are actually looking not bad. At least they've got a little bit more than the main page. So I'll give them kudos for that. From a, a SEO perspective, certainly you want your logo to have the name of the business in it, along with the title of the, or your alt tag being set properly to include the, the brand search phrase. And then you start delving into these. They've got most of the alt texts noted, which is pretty good. Not bad. And this one certainly could be optimized. This image could be optimized as well, but generally speaking, they've got the alt text title is not a ranking factor. As far as I understand, certainly interested in your thoughts in the chat window, but I, I definitely focus on the alt text, not the titles from a linking perspective. You no, know, Hey, what are we doing for an internal linking? And so lots of the internal pound, lots of pounds, they've got a few of these other if you're looking to optimize these fully, you might want to load the, a little bit more information on here. Most of these, they've got quite a few, which is good, largely from the menu and from the footer, along with the, fo the phone number, which is good. Mail to on the email, which I'm always a little bit nervous about because the, uh, you tend to get a lot of spam because you can scan those quite easily. Um, but it's a, it is definitely good to have that noted. The open graph, let's take a look. Got the Titan insurance, which is good. Yeah, this doesn't look too bad. Not too bad at all. Now, when we start digging into all the other optimizations, we should probably take a look at the page speed just for fun. See how well that they've compressed. So the core web vitals is, is failing. This time to first byte fails, which is not great. LCP is not terrible, not great. And uh, more importantly, let's check the site speed. Any questions from the, uh, from the group while I'm waiting for this to load? If you have a question, let me know. I'd be happy to answer it. So as we flow through site, oh, site speed's pretty not great. 
So we've got basically 49 on mobile and certainly the majority of all browsers are mobile these days. So it's important to make sure that you consider them. We've got, uh, definitely a time. Yeah. The server response time. So there might be some, maybe potentially they're not caching appropriately or doing something, but that would be worthwhile looking into a little bit on UCS, a little bit of JavaScript, a little bit of JavaScript can be minified, which is all certainly tools like word. Um, sorry, I'm just looking here. The VP rocket, either way, there, there's lots of different tools that actually minify JavaScript. So it's worth checking all of those out. Having each image actually have the explicit width and, and height. They're not doing that. And I'm ironically, they're actually, it's not actually, a, seem, seems like the, the images have actually been compressed. So kudos to them for that. But regardless, the site speed is, is slow and it looks like the largest attribute to that is due to the, the web hosting, uh, and the initial server response time. So that's uh, some, some to consider. Now, as we flow through this process, I did want to show you an interesting finding. As I mentioned, anytime that you see a site that has a large amount of content, oftentimes they're leveraging a template. Now that frankly, isn't a problem. I think generally speaking, if, if that's what you're into, but I did want to just walk through this specific sentence and do something just for fun with all of you. So as we go through, I'm going to take that very first sentence right here and I'm going to throw quotes around it because that way Google knows that I don't want any words in that quote to actually change. I can see a lot of results, meaning this content is not unique. Now, why is that important? As we start to, to flow through the, when you're ranking, it's important that these, that one of the ranking factors is duplicate content. So why does that matter? Let's take a look. So far, we've got around 2000 results that actually have this exact same sentence. Now, when we start to flow through the, the, all of the, the SEO optimization here, one of the key things that we want to discern is what are all these different What are all these sites ranking for? So what we can do is we can take a look and we can find that very quickly through SEMrush or Ahrefs or the kind of tools of choice, I would say, depending on what you're into. And so this site has seen a recent drop. And the answer to your question, Jill, I've got a, I've actually got a, a uh, let me just bring it up here on my other monitor. I've got a nice little breakdown that I recommend for, uh, um, that I presented for, I think it was the, uh, the Wix podcast, but I've got a, a structure that I always recommend. We're going on a tangent here, but I'm happy to, to talk through it. So generally speaking, I think uh, obviously op optimizing the URL, first of all, optimizing the, the domain is really important from a ranking fa factor perspective. You'll see best of domains often rank highest for best of articles. Um, having the URL structured properly makes a lot of sense. Next up is the title tags, which we mentioned, obviously meta descriptions, headers, banners from obviously underneath the header, 
would be a banner. And then within there, I, I certainly breadcrumbs are great for ranking. Table of contents is really key for, especially for long form content, which I'm a fan of. Then we've got the call to action. And then for each of the different entities, and when I'm developing websites, I really like to focus on entities. Entities are really nouns for a really simplistic mechanism of saying it. And so for each of the different nouns that I want to target, you can see I, I create an, a header too, an H, excuse me, an H2. So as we flow through, each entity would have its own H2 or H3, depending on what you're looking at. H2 for certainly the top ones. Then I have an image that's optimized for the search phrase. So if I'm having header of favorite dog comforters, I will have an image of a dog comforter. I will have it optimized with, from a file name perspective with dog comforter, if that's the search phrase I'm targeting. And then I'll have it compressed I'm using WebP or whatever high compression format, optimizing the alt text, also important for the images. And then as you can see, adding on not a crazy lengthy, but at least a solid paragraph of text underneath each of the different H2s is key. And then for the things that need to be split up even more, maybe I've got a, a, a dog comforter blue or gray or something like that. Just making this up impromptu. You would create an H3 and then have the exact same thing layered in underneath. And then throughout the documents, obviously it's really important to consider interlinking. People can pay and frankly do pay as part of our agency, a lot of money for uh, backlinks and mitigating the cost of that and saving yourself actually quite a bit of money is it's properly structuring your interlinking. And so in this case, if you had a, a comforter or a, a business insurance, you might have a link with personal insurance and in the, in the, the alt text, and then the, and then naturally a link to that page. And just referring people within the site, and then that way you can actually increase your your, your uh, people browsing on the site. At the bottom, I always recommend an FAQ, question and answer, and focusing on Google snippets. So when you search for a business, and uh, in fact, we could do that in this case just for fun. So the... Uh, do we can pick on this Titan, Titan insured, I think was what it was. There it is. Below on it, almost every single website is the, with the exception of this one, which is interesting. So they may not be established enough, but the point is there's a, people also ask. And when you develop your, each year, different pages. Having an FAQ at the bottom and answering all the questions in the put people also ask section, um, will allow you to get a Google snippet, uh, which means you're featured in that people also ask section, which actually is generally speaking easier to rank for those than it is to rank for the entire search phrase. So taking those questions, answering them, and then going one step further and actually explicitly defining and be. There's uh, quite a few different tools that are built into Elementor or whatever you're interested in, but the, uh, the FAQ schema generators are available online. Um, and to be frank, you can, if you want to just hack and not hack, but basically uh, pull something together, the FAQ schema, for example, like this would be what is, oh, duck on it, sorry. What is Titan 
And sure, that would be the obvious question. Generally speaking, whenever you're building an FAQ, you want to make sure that it is structured for Google to understand. Google is naturally, uh, basically natural language processing solution. And uh, the way to actually teach Google is to use for, uh, to structure it in a way that the natural language processing technology would sc scan that data type. And then the response is very clearly is a insurance company based in Boston and the other place, the other town, whatever that was called, index. You can see the Google schema or the script that is actually generated, which is a JSON structure. Basically, you can copy that directly into your HTML code. And the, it tells Google very clearly that the question is this, and the answer is this. Um, and certainly you can remove this bottom part of the, of the tech of the code, because really that's just a, uh, an internal link, but the, or an external link to, to this guy, which you may or may not need to do, but the, generally speaking, that's how it is structured. And that's what I recommend being added to the FAQs on the bottom of each page. Following the FAQ questions naturally is uh, the experience and, and expertise. And so noting the author, I've seen a few, excuse me, I've got a bit of a cold today. The exper expertise and experience even extended from the author to a fact checker. And so they actually have an author and a fact checker noted, which is really interesting. Yes, I will be making the available, or sorry, the recording available after this is recorded. Thank you. The, so we already talked about the schema and how certainly the FAQ is valuable, but moving past that, there is a schema for local business. There's a schema for entities. And I've seen really good progress. One of the guys that I follow on Facebook is, is really seeing a lot of success by noting not just the, the FAQ schema, but the, but the entity schema. And so if you're interested in that, definitely reach out and I'd be happy to share the tool that, that he created and it, it allows you to actually create that schema automatically, largely automatically based on the entities that are noted in your doc or your web page. So we went on a bit of a tangent to coming back, uh, which is great. The, that content that we had looked at from that Titan insured website was noted on around 2000 websites. One of them was this Emkins site. Now, as you, as we look at this, how many different keywords are they ranking for? Let's take a look because certainly this is a, a fairly obvious and important thing. Position one, two, and three on Google, really, if you search something and you see the first top three results, they get around, depending on the search rate, 67% of the traffic. Meaning if you're not in the top three, it doesn't, you're not really getting much traffic. As you can see, based on the traffic. Now, as we flow through here, you can see that these, this specific company, and we'll sort it based on position just to get a sense of the true number, they are ranking for 88 search phrases in the top hundred, but they only have two that are on the first page and none of them are in the top three. So that's generally speaking, an indicator that the website, although it looks great and whatnot, isn't optimized from an SEO perspective. Now, one of the contributors for this might be the fact that they have duplicate content similar to that last, 
the Titan Insured website that we looked at. Now, just to test that, let's look at the number two site. And here, I'm just going to copy this in one more time. Let's check out this one for fun. Let's see what they're ranking for. They're ranking for 108, which is great. But how many are in the top on the first page? A few. But the problem is they're only ranking for the brand name, which generally speaking is easy. Any insurance company is going to want to rank on the first page for um, distillery insurance, potentially, which is on the third page, or potentially maybe it's innkeepers liability insurance, which is on page three as well. And so you can see how we've showed quickly that's that one specific site. The trend that we're seeing is moving on to the other ones. Now, just maybe as a last step, let's just check this one just to make sure that we're not just getting cherry picking. One thing about SEO is you got to make sure you analyze the heck out of everything and always make sure you're not making assumptions. We're going to look at this one for fun. And so exactly the same case. So you've got the brand ranking very high. You've got, let's just flow through it down here to, to the Fort Worth renters insurance is on page four in this case. Yeah. Three, four. Yeah, we've shown that at least from a, a content perspective, you want to make sure that your content is distinct. Surgeon, how, but how come that is all duplicate content? Did they steal content from each other? No, no, they did not. My gut feeling is, is that in this case, this insurance company, which is used, like you can see there's around 2000 results. Um, and what's interesting is. When we look at the, the trends, we could do it. We got, we have time. So let's flip over to, to Beltway. We can check that out. And let's look at the technologies that are running this website. We got, we have Google Analytics. We got Google site tag. Normal Fastly, which is the CDN, which is, might be an issue behind that other site's performance, but let's keep going. WP Rocket, the standard plugin. I love it. Google Font, Yoast, another great SEO tool. Yeah, certainly our agency uses Rank Math, but Yoast is also well respected. Recaptcha, organizational schema, which is great. Like going back to the schema. Discussions that we had earlier, really important. Now, if you remember, this is the same company that the same name of the company that actually was developing it, and they are specialized on insurance websites. So we can actually look at Forge 3 in the technology and figure out, all right, how many websites actually have this content? Sorry, use the CMS. And the answer is 1,296 on the internet.
Now, remember when we were looking on Google and we saw that the number was around 2000? The answer is right here. There's actually redirects. And so they've got multiple different domains that are redirecting to these, these sites right here. We've quickly validated that historically this company had around 1500 different websites that they were hosting that they had created for insurance companies. Total amount live was basically 1300 today, but that, that aligns quite closely to the number that we saw when we were searching for the, that the search phrase that your car or, or truck is often your biggest asset inside of your home. My, my gut feeling is that a lot of these sites were actually made programmatically, which is great because they've got exceptional look feel. The, the UI is nice and smooth. I did like the, uh, certainly there's some opportunities for conversion rate optimization, but generally speaking, a great website. Now, as a, as an insurance company comes along and actually picks that up as a foundation, I think something like that is, is amazing, but from a, a content perspective, which is the gap that, and really the, the point of this specific teardown, I would definitely work to make sure that each of the different pages content was updated to reflect the fact that, Hey, to be unique, potentially throw in some Boston words. And, um, one of the, the companies that I was, have done work with, and frankly, I do still work with is a new site um, on a crypto cryptocurrency news site. And they've been doing some really interesting testing to incorporate for each of their different language variants. For example, the French one, they might throw in the word Paris, or they might throw in some French words or something like that. And so the, the idea is really from a rankings perspective to rank for each of the different geographical areas, what ranks in the, in France words, content that's local that potentially could have the word Paris in it rank higher. And I would say the exact same thing for the, for the one website that we had started with the, for Titan insured to actually flow through and actually rank for Boston. The locality of Boston is important to in, include in the context of your content. So creating custom content that might have the word Boston or things that are around Boston would be important. And then obviously going through and the other thing that I've noticed was even language barriers or changes between what's searched in different countries and areas compared to other areas. So for example, if you're wanting to rank for web design in USA, you would probably, the number one search phrase, if I remember correctly, was web development. In Canada, it's not web development, it's actually web design. And so as you, as you build out the content, you, you do want to make sure that there is some level of, of customization needed for the area that you're looking to target. Yeah, so that's, that's a bit about that. And I guess in that vein, let's do a little bit of research. We don't have a heck of a lot of time, but I'd be happy to go through a little bit of, of analysis and maybe just start to think through what type of search phrases people are searching because at least our primary center in all things that we do, at least in Guru is figuring out what people are searching for. When we look at insurance, at least in the context of Canada, which is where I'm based and where a lot of the people on the call are, are from, the number one search is TD insurance. All right. As a, an insurance company who's based in Canada, that's a competitor. 
but it does give you a really good indication of the things that people are searching. And frankly, maybe if we click on TD insurance, uh, certainly for a new website, ranking on the 95 keyword difficulty is almost impossible. You would need, as you can see, 1400 websites linking to you just to get in the top 10. To get into position one, you might need double that. So for a competitive search phrase like insurance, we're not even a target. However, as you start to flow through, now it starts to get more interesting. And so there's the, actually, before I go to this next screen, the, as I mentioned, the piece people also ask section of every website, which is really the FAQ at the bottom. And I do recommend having an FAQ for every page. And you can certainly have it by default open or closed, but the, it is really important to have that, that noted, but you can see in Ahrefs all the different questions and their search volume. So it gives you a search volumes for really low, low, or basically for things that are not searched much are not fully accurate, but generally speaking, directionally, this is always a great tool. And so I always suggest taking a look at this also potentially pulling in Reddit who often has some really good questions that you can answer that are actually commonly searched, but may not show in, in uh, a lot of these different tools. And then of course, looking at the Google snippets, which are really that people also ask the section at the bottom. Now, when we flow through TD insurance, all of a sudden becomes quite attainable for a new site. Now, if a brand new site has a domain rating of, let's just say in the order of 24, maybe. And it would take a bit of work to get it to 24, but let's just assume that a local company would have 24 because most do. You could actually start to compete on TD insurance with TD insurance, which is interesting. And secondly, the keyword difficulty is crazy high. Let's delve into this and actually maybe we can start to get a, a few other ideas for what we would also want to create. Um, a lot of my clients ask, how can I actually target TD insurance on my website? You might have a TD insurance FAQ. You might have a, a page that's titled TD insurance phone number that has the TD insurance phone number or TD insurance quote steps to get a TD insurance quote. And, and oh, by the way, at the very bottom of the section, and I'm not saying this is great, this is not the best example, but maybe uh, your TD insurance quote would have a link to the, TD, to the TD insurance quote. And then underneath that, you'd say, Hey, and if you want to call right now, here you go. And so having the passer, the competitors. I've seen that be really successful, that depending on your niche and depending on how appropriate it is, but something to check out. Now, if we flow through here, um, I, I clearly, it's a lot of work to actually digest and jump into all of these different search phrases. So I'm not going to, however, I will can give you a little bit of a, of a background on what our process is generally speaking, and that's to get a really good sense of the the groupings, because as you go through and actually create pages on your website, you want to make sure that the groupings of the search phrases make sense. Now, a lot of people will create these groupings manually, and that, that's certainly probably the best approach. But in the case where you're, you're low, low on time and you want to have this done quickly, I, I have pre-ran this, but the short answer is there is tools like WriterZen that will do what's called keyword clustering. Keyword clustering is really going through all of the different search phrases that the TD insurance ranks for. And I cherry picked the top 2,500 just for the sake of time and 
collecting them and actually grouping them together into keyword clusters. So you can see all of the search phrases all together. If you were to rank number one in all of them and get all of the traffic, the search volume would be 12 million, which is quite a bit. However, if we're looking from top to bottom, TD, Canada Trust search phrases are the brunt of it. Certainly 5 million there. Now, let's just say we're not going to target that because we're a different kind of insurance company. I can start to flow through very quickly the keyword clusters and in looking through the next one, I think that would probably make sense for any company really would be insurance for car, which includes insurance for car, which is searched 33,000 times. Insurance for cars, 33,000. Google obviously is smart enough to know that car and cars are the same thing. So that's why both of those actually come up with the same search volumes. And then you can see each of the different search phrases that, that, that are clustered together meaning that I would create a, an article, a page on my site. I would call it insurance for cars, not car insurance, but insurance for cars, because I want to match that search phrase exactly. And because it has the highest search volume. And then I would mention something like, if you're looking for insurance for your car, or if you're looking for insurance, auto insurance, I don't know how to put that into the sentence, but you could probably figure out a way. But we offer great insurance and you can see that you can start to fold those search phrases into your content and then illustrate to Google that from a semantic word cloud perspective, which is really what we're talking about, creating content around your site with search phrases that relate to your topic to make you look like an expert so that Google knows that you're an expert, really. That's a, it's a great tactic. Here you can see the trend. And so I can see very quickly that, frankly, they're all trending with the exception of this one. So I would not probably focus on insurance and car because there's no volume. I would focus most of my effort on these ones. That's at a macro level. I think how structurally you can focus your content and your site based on what people are searching and, uh, and extend it in there. And so from a, a practical sense, it gives you a really nice understanding of what people are searching for. It gives you a nice quick. Uh, the ability to cluster your words and create ent entity clusters. And so you've got the insurance entity, life quote entity, the car rental, Calgary car rental, Edmonton, which obviously in this case is not relevant for the, for the Boston company, if we use that as an example, but you can definitely see how very quickly I can ascertain the priority search phrases or entities that I need to target. Then I can map each of those to an existing page. I can optimize the SEO, the URL, the meta, the title, meta description, headers, all that other stuff, and then move on to the next one. And if I have an existing page, I can optimize. That's great. And if I have a piece that has no existing content, then I can take that, that search phrase that I know people are searching for and maybe create a blog post, or maybe I could create a comparison page in this case, TD insurance versus tighten it shirt, or maybe I would create another article of that sort. And that that's at a, a high level, the type of methodology that we use that, which is why really the, our clients have been successful. Oh, any questions? Great. Okay. Well, ultimately, I really appreciate all of your time. I hope you, you all had a, a few takeaways. I'm going to, 
I don't have anything else to present for this session, but I did want to share that we're lined up to have Nat Melitech of Clio Websites present at our next session, which will be exciting. He'll be delving into web design, uh, a lot of the tactics, tactics that he uses and sharing his expertise. Um, thanks so much for attending and uh, I hope you have a great day and I hope you're able to, to rank your sites and prosper.